everyone and welcome to the Climate of Sport Ask Me Anything with me, Claire Poole. Um, I'm absolutely delighted to be back with you for this new series of the Climate of Sport Ask Me Anything. So that sounds big, doesn't it? Absolutely anything. Anything in regards to sport and sustainability, climate change, biodiversity and environmental justice. Now, I do not think I am the oracle across all of these things, but what I do have is a lot of thoughts on these topics and also a global network of experts and friends and colleagues, all of whom I'm going to draw on as part of this series, enabling you to ask us the questions that are on your mind. They can be as broad or as specific as you like. So we've had loads of brilliant questions in so far. We've had people talking, asking questions about operational insights, um, athletes, education, the credibility of some claims and the work that we're doing in the space and how we can all be harnessing our collective power towards the same goals. Absolutely loads of brilliant questions so far. So keep them coming in. Um, I won't do this at the top of every single episode because it'll bore you all to tears. But because it's the first one of this series, I do just want to start off by saying if you haven't submitted a question yet, then please do give it some thought and send through what's on your mind. Like see this as a resource for you and an opportunity to get more perspectives on something either you're struggling with, you're thinking about, and you just want more insights on. So as a reminder, you can send in your questions to www.sportpositive.org forward slash podcast, or you can email us hello at theclimateofsport.com, or you can send us a direct message on LinkedIn, on Twitter, or on Instagram. If for some reason you want to ask a question that you feel is quite specific and you don't want yourself or your organisation being named, but you still want to get thoughts on a challenge you're facing or a question you want to ask, just write anonymous at the top of your message and we will not cite who has asked the question, but we will still delve into the topic um, and come to you with some thoughts. So we're launching this week at the time of recording. It's the first week of February. So we just want to say a shout out to those involved with Green Football Weekend last weekend. An incredible amount of coverage that was received this year. Um, a huge amount of work from broadcasters, from athletes, from clubs, from leagues, from associations, charities, NGOs, individuals, and of course the fans who have got involved in in doing those behaviour changes to score goals. Um, so really excited about the momentum of that campaign and congratulations to everyone who's been involved with that. Looking forward then from one green football weekend to another big football weekend is the Super Bowl this weekend coming up, um, Super Bowl Sunday. And what came through as one of the questions in our initial outreach to the community to share their questions actually was a question around the Super Bowl, which I think poses also some broader existential questions and something I think that has come up in conversations with colleagues a lot that maybe crosses your mind too. And that's what we're going to delve into today. So to kick things off, I'm going to pass to producer Nyla, who is going to read the question out that we've received that we're going to tackle this week. So Nyla, what have we got? Thank you, Claire. Laura, who is currently a sustainability program manager at a solution provider for events, says, I had the opportunity to be the sustainability coordinator for Super Bowl 55 in Tampa, Florida in 2021. Coming out of a COVID lockdown in which fans hadn't been in the stands for almost a year, it was hard to come to terms with fans returning for the Super Bowl. 
As a sports fan, I know it is such a better event with fans and a great opportunity for the fans in the stand. However, as the sustainability coordinator, I was struggling because the most sustainable outcomes would be for there to be no fans, no travel, much less waste, etc. How do you grapple with this balance? Thanks, Nyla, and thanks to Laura for that question. So really, really interesting. The reason we've chosen this one to start off with is because I think it's got lots of different angles. Just to rethink about what we've heard, I think we're thinking about here how we balance the role of sustainability when we know that major events that perhaps you're working on are still going to have a big impact. And Laura's question is, how do you grapple with that? Even that language shows a certain level of difficulty of how do we manage this? If you're in charge of sustainability for a major event or even events that are happening week to week or in a competition or a tour, and your job is to reduce the environmental impact of that event, but you know that there is still going to be an environmental impact no matter how hard you work towards that goal. So I think it's a really interesting question to start off with. And I've put together a series of thoughts to start expanding that out a little bit. And after the podcast, we're going to share the link on social media and we'd love you to share your thoughts about how you grapple with this as well. So I've kind of come to five thoughts to wrap around in answer to this question. And then we're also going to hear from an external perspective as well. So how do we grapple with the balance? First of all, I think there has to be acceptance. These events are going to happen. And we want them to happen. Sports are what we love. We love coming together for sports. We love being together. We love hosting sports. We love the competition. We love everything about these sporting events. And we accept that they are going to happen. The example that Laura's given is coming out of COVID, where we had a a strange time where it wasn't the norm for a while and there was a lot of repercussions and impacts of that. But I do think when we're thinking about grappling with what's at play, Taking that one out of the equation a little bit, barring a pandemic, sporting events will can continue to happen. Yes, of course, we need to see them transform into broadly more sustainable ways in terms of how they happen and where they happen and when they happen and who's involved. There's a lot, a lot of work to do. But in our lifetime, it's unlikely that fans are not going to be in stadiums or in venues or in gatherings around major sporting events. Maybe AI is going to change that and I'll be eating these words in 10 years time, but I can't imagine a time where fans aren't going to gather. So that's the first one. The second one, I think, is an acknowledgement of the fact you're there. So if you are in this role at a sporting organisation or a sporting event, acknowledge the fact that you're there. The organisation is working to reduce its impact on the environment, doing something on sustainability. From a, a global north perspective, it's become very quickly a key part of major sport events in terms of having a sustainability lead in place, sustainability coordinators, heads of sustainability. But globally, not every major sporting event has that resource in place. So acknowledge the fact you are there within that role to do what you can to reduce its impact. But also remember that within that role, you've got some influence to drive wider change as well, to change behaviours and to change the way things happen. And so secondly, acknowledge the fact that you are there when you're grappling with this. Number three, you're great. So <laughs> I speak uh, broad brushstrokes here, but pretty much everyone, if not everyone I know in our global community, is an incredible person. Purpose sits at the heart of this role. And even the fact that you've taken the time out to send in this question and 
sort of engage us to think about it shows to me that you're exactly the right person who should be in this kind of role. This isn't just a job for you. You're not just ticking boxes. Um, it's a passion. You're thinking about the bigger picture. You're thinking about ethics and accountability. And you're the, the person and you're the, the, all the types of people we want inside these roles to drive the change that we need to see. As a sidebar to this, which I think is a really important point, is that if for anyone who is within these roles and are struggling with this more and more, it might be climate anxiety, which we hear a lot more about. It's really, really important to talk to people you're close to or your colleagues about this. If you feel as though in spite of being in a purpose-based role and in spite of doing loads and living and breathing this topic, as many, many people in the space do, if you still feel as though it's not enough and you are suffering uh, with anxiety from it, not just the person who's asked this question, but anyone listening, you know, reach out and talk to people about it. That is incredibly important. And I think actually often people who put purpose at the heart of what they do actually carry the largest burden with this work because it's incredible to be educated and aware of the climate and biodiversity crises, understand their impact, have a view to what's coming in order to engender change now to avoid the worst ramifications of climate change. But actually the reality of that every day is quite difficult to carry. I sometimes I think, wouldn't it be so freeing not to know or not to care? But that's not our community. Our community does know and we do care and most people are activating in this space to drive genuine change and are led by purpose. So actually, I think within this dilemma, within this thought stream, people remembering that what they're doing is fantastic. It is purposeful. It's imperfect. There's a lot to do, which leads me on to my next point as well, which is about seeing the challenges clearly, but knowing what you can influence. In this particular instance, Laura's written in, an, uh, she was in a sustainability coordinator role. So maybe you're in a head of sustainability role. Maybe you're in an executive position when you're listening to this. See the challenges that are there and think about what you can influence and then try and leave it at that. So change is happening, but slow than we want it to happen. In terms of the, the question that Laura's posited is around the extreme of having going from having no fans into the stadium and then uh, uh, everyone coming back post-COVID. And obviously that was a one-off, we hope, extreme event caused by the pandemic and we don't know what the future will hold. But we do know that transformational change is needed to truly reduce sports impact on the environment. But there are so many challenges in making that happen and many sports administrators in different ways struggle with how they can influence that change. Even if you've been recruited into post, you can feel as though your remit only has certain boundaries. And maybe even though you're in a position where you're supposed to be responsible for something, it still has to have executive leadership. There's still a lot of different decisions to be made in order to move forward in a more responsible way of operating from resources, education and training, commercial, facilities, sponsorship. There's so many different angles to sport making the transformational change needed to truly reduce its impact on the environment. I guess my point within this is don't take on the responsibility of doing all of these changes yourself. See what challenges there are, understand what you can influence and then absolve yourself of the responsibility of going further than it's actually physically possible for you to do. And that's not to say you're not going to push 
and you're not going to do as much as you can. But also I do feel within conversations that people who sit within these roles sometimes can feel solely responsible for what's happening. And actually, even though you are in a sustainability role, it's everyone's responsibility to do the work in making these changes. So there's always push-pull of what you know need to happen versus what you can actually make happen in your role. If you aren't at an executive leadership level, it's going to be difficult to make all of this stuff happen. But if you are listening to this and you are at an executive level, then know that the responsibility is more in your corner to drive these changes we need to see. The one thing I'd say on this as well, which I think about, it's a phrase, the serenity prayer that's used in lots of different areas. Grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change courage to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference. We want to do as much as we can. We can't do everything alone. So please bear that in mind. And then my last thought on this is the bigger picture as well. We're very, very focused on, in our section, the environmental impact of sports and by their very definition of bringing together loads and loads of people to travel to a sporting event, to eat, to drink, to be merry, to see competition. It's all, everything we do as human beings living on the planet Earth in the year 2024 has an environmental impact. Of course, we are looking to reduce that in every way we can. But also, I think it's important to remember the social value of an event in this instance, like the Super the coming together, the fun, the enjoyment, the community, the competition, the fandom. Sport really is one of the last vestiges of community um, in an increasingly online world. So we do want to come together with people. And it's not just people in the stadium within this particular role in this question. The person is thinking about what's happening in the stadium. But of course, that event is beamed around the US and the world. And that brings people together outside of the stadium to watch it. Family, parties, parties with friends coming together either behind their team or just because of the tradition of Super Bowl Sunday to eat, to drink. And we can do that in a much more sustainable way. So again, think about that bigger picture and the social value that sport derives from mega sports events and often the sporting events that we watch week on week as well. There's some top line thoughts from me. And now I want you to pass over to Sheila Wan, who is a pioneer and icon, I would say, of the sport and sustainability space. Also the former head of sustainability for the Women's World Cup. Sheila is just going to share her remarks with you now. Everything that we do, every decision that's made, there's always an equation. And for major sports events, historically, it's been um, something that our community loves. You know, fans love to watch it. People love to play it. And for the Super Bowl, it's a, an incredible pastime. It's hugely part of our identity as Americans. And I think as sustainability professionals, yes, we do think about how does this have an environmental impact and how much in terms of how do we grapple with that? It's It's simple math around accounting for how much positive impact or positive contribution the event makes for its community versus what it's taking from the community. And if in the end you do the math and it comes out that you're giving more than you take, then you're adding surplus value to your community and that's when you can sleep well at night. So that's how I would go about doing it. Love that from Sheila. I've asked for just a short crazy of what she thinks. I'm sure Sheila and I could talk about this for a long time. I just really wanted her to send me a top line view on 
this particular challenge. And I love this idea of an equation and bringing the community together. And if it gives more than it takes, then it's adding value and the idea of it being part of our identity and who we are. And there's a lot to unpack there in just a couple of minutes of Sheila's input. But I think in addition to what I've said, I think really important ways that hopefully we can start thinking about this and hopefully helpful sharing as well. So just final thoughts from me, and then we'll recap this episode. Part of what came out from this question for me, which is why I chose it to start off the podcast, is to show the sorts of questions that we can cover and some of the insights with some of the things we grapple with within the sport and sustainability community. Often a huge amount of work is condensed to a short report or a strategy or a news article or a short broadcast. And not to say we can't always strive to be better, but there are so many people working really hard behind the scenes on driving this work. And often it isn't always seen in terms of the efforts that are made versus the output because this is a burgeoning area and it's an area we are pushing forward quickly, but it is taking a while. So first of all, it feels like a bit of a therapy session, but I do feel as though if you do think it feels like you're wading through treacle at the moment and things aren't coming together as quickly as you want, the momentum in the past couple of years versus 10 years ago is dramatic in terms of commitments, in terms of action, in, in terms of resourcing and recruitment, how seriously it's being taken, the amount of media coverage of it as well. All of this is ramping up and it's only going in one direction. So you're in the right place. You're doing the right things. Keep doing what you're doing. And just as a recap, the question for this week's Climate of Sport Ask Me Anything podcast was, how do we grapple with our roles when we oftentimes see the most sustainable thing isn't possible? That's kind of the precy of the question. So in terms of how we grapple with that, my thoughts are acceptance major sporting events are going to happen. Acknowledgement, if you're in a sustainability role in post now for one of those major sports events, you are able to effect change and influence what you want to see going forward. You're great is my third point. The fact that you're questioning and the thinking about this means you are thoughtful, you're insightful and you want to make a genuine impact. So you're the right person to be within this post. So have faith in yourself and the incredible work that you do. Four, see the challenges clearly, but understand what you can influence for your own sanity. And lastly, think of the bigger picture. As Sheila said, do the math on what the equation is for the sporting event that you're involved with. It was an incredible philosophical question to start the series off. As I said, maybe a bit of a therapy session for those listening about what's happening behind the scenes and what the grapples are even inside sporting organisations as we go about this work. Incredibly insightful. So thank you to Laura for this great question to start us off. Keep your questions coming. As I said, this is an example of what we can cover. I envisage the way this podcast series is going to go is that sometimes we're going to get questions where we cover for a whole episode and we delve in more deeply. Some might be more quick fire operational questions and maybe we cover two or three of them off um, per episode. What do you want to hear about? What questions do you want answered? And don't forget that when we post on social, I'd love to hear your views about how you grapple with this and what your thoughts are around this as well, because I am leading this, this Ask Me Anything question as a sort of thought leader in the community and someone who's been around for a while. But we none of us know the answers to everything and we are better together. So if we come together as a community, share these feelings, these questions and how we're getting along. I think we can get to where we're going quicker. So thank you all for listening. Thank you to Laura for the question. And we'll look forward to seeing you next time on the Climate of Sport. Ask me anything. 
Thanks for listening to the Climate of Sport podcast. Please like and subscribe and get in touch if you want to share information about the work that you're doing. If you want to appear as a guest or you want to recommend guests or you just have ideas of conversations you'd like us to have, you can get in touch by emailing info at sportpositivesummit.com.